Welcome everybody to episode, this is episode 8 of the Bughead Podcast. We got a repeat guest right here, Domino. What's up? How you doing? What's up? What's up? I'm good. So you got an album coming out real soon. What day? Uh, June 12th. So, real soon. June 12th. Yeah. Yeah, in like under a month. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, what is that? Almost three weeks. Yeah, know. three weeks about. Yeah, yeah, three weeks. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, this album went through some name changes. Yeah. <laughs> the first time you came onto the podcast, you were saying it was called Jihad. Now it's called Voodoo. What's up with the change? Yeah. So um, I think many people uh, will know that my Instagram, my original Instagram, got taken down, um, and I was never given a reason for that, and I assumed that. Um, they were just, you know, I had jihad, which is a word associated with, you know, violence and extremism. Uh, I mean, that wasn't the intention. The intention was like jihad means a spiritual struggle. Um, and I don't think that, I don't know. I don't think that flew well on the, like the guidelines. And I realized that. I didn't really want to associate myself with like political extremism. Um, so yeah, I kind of went back to think about what would be a better name, a more fitting name. The actual Arabic meaning of that word is going to be lost on anybody who like is not. Yeah. Yeah. Despite my educated on that. Yeah. I, I realized it just didn't fit either, yeah. So uh, why'd you go with Voodoo? I know it's another track on the album. We'll get into the, the track list and talk about individual songs in a little bit. But uh, why'd you end up going with Voodoo? Yeah, well, um, I still wanted to keep the spiritual aspect. I feel like this album is very spiritual. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the songs come from the soul. A lot of the sounds, you know... I'm trying to capture um, an experience and it just, it feels very spiritual. And so uh, what I was thinking about is just another kind of religion where things are, hold on, let me, let me redo this. Let me think about this. Um, Oh yeah, that's another thing. Is um, all right. So, the music in and of itself ha- has been inspired by my experience with psychedelics as well. Uh, we talked about that in the last podcast, I think. Um, but when I have been on psychedelics, it's been a very spiritually awakening experience, and just all of that I wanted to capture. And when I'm tripping as well, the visuals that I get in my mind are interpreted as like voodoo, as like something is, you know, a spell is being casted on me or something. And like my entire environment is being changed. And yeah, so when I reference voodoo in the album, it's both 
uh, my spiritual experience with the music and the hallucinatory experience with LSD. So, yeah. All right. I guess we can, uh, do you want to just like hop into the track list and go one by one and talk about each song? Yeah, we can, we can do that. All right. So speaking of that title track, Voodoo, uh, features, has the only feature on the album with Televangelist. How was working with Televangelist on that song? Uh, I love Televangelist. I love him. We have been, well, actually we first met at Night of Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, we just didn't really know each other. He hit me up right after that and was like, Hey, if you want any shows in New York, please hit me up. Like I got you. And I was like, all right, cool. Thank you. But later on when I was working on starting Omnimortem, uh, he was one of the people that submitted and that's how we kind of linked up. And so for about a year, year and a half, we'd just been working together, uh, sharing opinions. We went on tour together. Um, and so by, by the end of all of that, like we got this really awesome track out together and it's, it's beautiful. I'm very proud of it towards like the bridge. Uh, that's when Doran comes in, but, um, I did a lot of like vocal manipulation uh, like format shifting and and stuff like that. So most of it is my voice at the beginning, and then Dorian comes in, uh, and then we trade vocals in that uh, in that bridge section. Definitely, like played with the the voice in that song is another instrument on top of that. It's not like you have a like a beat that you're sp- like spitting over. It's 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 part of the song it's part of this like this wave a lot of this album it feels like i'm just getting like hit with like waves and walls of noise and i don't necessarily mean that in like a violent way sometimes it's comforting sometimes it's eerie but it it, it's always like i'm getting like Mm -hmm. smothered and the 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 blanket that's smothering especially in voodoo uh the voice like just folds into everything else perfectly yeah i i love that you said that because you that's spot on what i was going for i wanted on the entire album the voice to be another instrument instead of just you know me saying something over a beat you know i want it to be an experience um when i choose the sounds i'm very selective on like where they sound or like how they sound in a space like i use a lot of different reverb techniques and uh you know just anything that will create an uh an environment rather than just oh i'm listening to a song you know yeah, there seems to be like a like a focus on uh, creating a space that you can exist in, on a lot of this album. Yeah, definitely. Oh uh, yeah. If, if, you, if you want to just like talk about the song and like elaborate, elaborate on the song, on the yeah, song that more. that works. Yeah, I got you. All right. Yeah. So, um, originally the the first track Voodoo was nowhere near what it what it sounds like finished now. Um, 
at the beginning of the song, uh, there's a quote from a Coldplay song, actually, uh, 42. Mm-hmm. And Chris Martin says, those who are dead are not dead. They're just living in my head. And um, my mom used to listen to Coldplay. And I would hear that song all the time. And I would think, damn, that's like, that's sick. <laughs> like, that's dope. Um, but now it has more of a meaning to me. Uh, just about like with my struggles with like adapting to the world and and feeling different and stuff like that but yeah I I felt like it was necessary to have that at the beginning uh, to introduce people to what they're about to experience Um, I wanted it to be strong I wanted it to feel like you're falling into this into into just like light and color but also just like i wanted it to feel primal yeah that makes sense uh so the bass is just hitting you while there's this eerie atmosphere underneath it um throughout the entire album i i didn't want anything to be too flashy i um i wanted to honor sound yeah. if that makes sense um so like the the instruments like the drums and stuff like that they're so simple um because i wanted to showcase every sound i didn't want to overstimulate the audience with just like a bunch of crazy shit happening i wanted everything to just be honored and everything to be absorbed in its own way so yeah you you can hear that in that song where like it evolves into so many different um you know sections i feel like i i've mentioned like some of the experimentation you have on that the song still feels rooted in uh in many parts in like southern hip-hop it sounds like you you talked a lot in the first episode about how you still like appreciate a lot of Mm -hmm uh popular music and i i I can tell that like you're 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 including what you like from popular music into something that sounds nothing like it yeah dude you're awesome i'm glad you like you've caught on to this stuff without like this is the first time we're talking about it but it's it's funny that you say that because the, the the way i wanted to deliver my vocals was like i can tell yeah <laughs> boosie on um, i i'm, I'm on set it off maybe i wouldn't like, yeah, have immediately gone to boosie but that <laughs> yeah. like sound that era like i can i can hear that that influence in there yeah <laughs> yeah and it's funny because he's from louisiana and like louisiana has a lot of you know voodoo culture and stuff like that i felt like it fit and yeah it's funny you say that <laughs> Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Um another thing I wanted to mention about that song as well is uh there's so much like delay, like the the effect delay where like things are kind of echoing uh through through your head, I guess, if you're listening to it. Um like with the arps and with the with the hi hats and stuff like that and 
that's another thing that I tried to utilize um, on this entire album is just like the disorientation of something just like constantly repeating and echoing through your brain so that it kind of has an effect on it. That's where I was coming from when I was like saying like it almost feels like I'm being hit with like waves of sound where it's like very much like that that delay and that reverb like yeah kind of just continues to like even after the sounds happen wash over you and like keep you in that space yeah so uh do you want to move yeah, on to the for, yeah. the what was originally the title track uh jihad yeah that one was that one's um, already that's out right personally one of my favorites uh for a lot of different oh shit reasons. yeah it is yeah it's got a music video and and everything i feel like uh, it had to be the second track, uh, just because like I still it still holds its like meaning to to me. You know, it doesn't like fully represent what I'm going for, but I still believe that jihad is a spiritual, uh, personal experience rather than than violence. But um, yeah, so that song kind of opens up with this detuned bass booming through and then like this it's so hard to describe like this yeah soundscape that's that's what i'm gonna describe it as and then you have that uh interlude that uh that sample from look at your game girl by uh charles manson tucked away in the middle there dude you're fucking amazing bro you're i fucking i know shit dude i I, (laughs) yeah i'm an academic I'm so fucking glad because like it's people like you that I want to truly hear what I'm going for. You know what I'm saying? What drove the choice to put a Manson quote in there? Uh, juxtaposition. Um, the the other sample that is present throughout the song is uh, a recitation from the Quran, uh, mm-hmm. which means uh, which of the favors of your Lord will you deny? And um, I've had the pleasure of reading and studying a lot of different religions and hearing that stuck out to me the most out of all of the things that I've read uh, because God God can be anything uh, that you see it as. And for me, God is just the unknown and the so hard to explain how it means to me is that the unknown is in control and you have to be okay with approaching the unknown so yeah that's kind of what it like the lyrics go over is like my personal experience with feeling inadequate you know, the basic human condition, feeling like lost, not knowing where you belong in the world. And then it goes into the hook, which is set yourself free. If you think about it, you know, you can come to me. Like if you're ready to evolve, if you're ready to become, you can meet me here, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, And then it goes into like, we're children gone missing. I'm not fit for this sickness. Neurotic, filled with blisters. 
my coffin's less constrictive. Just describing, you know, everything that I think humans go through, just adversity and and how to overcome it and stuff like that. Um, in terms of the production, though, like, I think a lot of this album is inspired by my experience going on tour because uh, I opened, or I didn't open, I had other um, artists open for me that were more into like the rave and EDM culture. Yeah. And I was just so enthralled by the community because like we would go to different cities and the people that were opening for us, they would have their uh, setting or their like, you know, community come in and watch us. And I don't know, it, it really shaped me differently. That's why there's such a, a switch from what happened on Nadir to what's happening now on Voodoo. Um, Cause I wanted everything to feel like a party as well. Like a fucking evil witch party. It sounds very witchy. Yeah. Like I didn't want, yeah, I didn't want it to be like this heavy metal, new metal experience that Nadir was. Cause I feel like Nadir that's, that's special to Nadir. But now it's like more uh, pop and rave and witch house oriented. Nadir was like definitely a new metal album. Um, while it while it did like take from like a lot of different places, if I had mm. to assign one genre to it, it would be new metal. If I had to assign yeah. one genre to voodoo. That's like a really tough decision, but I, I I do think it like it's probably a witch house album at the end of the day. Yeah. Um I agree with that. That's saying that because it like a it lot, that's really... like what I was inspired by. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. I can I can tell uh, that like what from what we talked about last time you're pulling from and putting on voodoo. I'm not sure if that, that thought is like if I'm making sense there. No, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I think in the same way that uh, Nadir is is new metal, but isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that this is this is Witch House, but also isn't because, yeah, I did I did pull a lot of inspiration from all of that, but when I go through and I I listen to it, it's the same way. It's kind of like uncanny. It's like you you hear hints of like so many different things. But you can't put your finger on one. I mean, we were talking about with the Voodoo, the title track. Like, you were saying, like, this sounds like a, at the end, of, like, this is kind of a witch house track. But it also sounds like a, like a southern hip-hop boosie track. Like, it, it's, yeah, it's. Yeah, or like Flume. I've had people tell me it sounds like Flume. Sounds like Flume. Uh, huh. Like, like Flume, if Flume was dark. I get what you mean, yeah. It's, like, the whole thing's almost shoegazy, too. Like, there's just. Yeah. You. There's, yeah. I mean, like I, like I said, like I wanted to just honor all different types of sound. Like I listen to so many different types of music, yeah. um, and not to sound like a fucking nerd, but like it's it's kind of insane how it's like three hundred million years of evolution for us to, you know, in the past fifty years, be designing music like we are um it's it's never been like this throughout 
all of that time and so like i feel like it's my duty as a musician to make sure i honor like all the things that you can do with just vibrations in air you know what i mean yeah yeah i I get what you mean it's like a celebration of everything you're into Yeah. yeah yeah celebration is good good word to describe that so uh do you have anything else to say about jihad do you want to get off your chest um yeah maybe one more thing i think we were talking about like the juxtaposition i don't think i even got to we might have gotten distracted yeah (laughs) about that yeah i get distracted pretty easily but um yeah so i wanted to show the difference in where you can take emotion if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. where you can take your personal experience because there's people you know who are jihadists who take their spiritual experience and turn it into violence much like charles manson did i think like it kind of goes hand in hand because that motherfucker believes like dropped a bunch of acid and believed that like there's gonna be a fucking race war like it doesn't matter you know what you believe in Ugh, how do i explain this it, it, Damn, ma- it matters bro. i wish yeah, I it matters thought about uh, this more <laughs> how you act upon what you believe in it matters what yeah. you cultivate well yeah like if you sit and think about dark things all the time it's going to eventually become mm-hmm. you you know what i'm saying and in order to you know pull away from things like that you have to cultivate the right things so like like i said in the lyrics it's describing the human condition of just like being alienated feeling you know depressed stuff like that and if you just sit there and you let that cultivate you're going to become everything you don't want to be yeah you know what i'm saying so like yeah i i wanted to showcase that aspect of of my experience that's like the the only good charles manson song (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean he's got some bangers like okay like bangers he's got he's got some pretty good he's got some like he's got some tracks he's got some tracks i mean i i don't i don't think it's a debate here you know dude was uh a piece of shit but i think uh <laughs> but yeah, yeah look at i think the dude i just uh yeah. i just find him interesting i don't like i don't the same thing with like yeah jihadists and like uh extremist murders of any store like they they not even me in particular like it it grabs the attention mm-hmm. of the entire world like when manson was going on trial that shit was all over the fucking news when we invaded the middle east just constantly on the news when 9-11 happened always on the news like as sickening as violence is like it intrigues humanity and like i just like i stand from an outside perspective and just observe i don't 
take a, a certain position other than just like, no, nah, I don't feel yeah. violence, you know? All right. Uh, do you want to move on to Fallen Angel? This one feels a little like light, lighter, lightweight compared to the, uh, the two tracks that precede it. Well, yeah. W- one of the things that I was focusing mm-hmm. on, like I said, is just contrast. And so, you know, after those two heavily hip hop inspired tracks, uh, I wanted to just like give something new, give something fresh. Uh, it's it's more danceable. Yeah, it's very uh, it's very. I I don't mean this negatively, but it's it's got that repetition through the entire thing that makes it sound like it's it's dance music. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a dance track as opposed to a, a hip hop or a yeah yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> That, yeah, that just goes back to what I was saying about when I was on tour, like most of the acts were just like gabber, like a lot of them were like gabber, a lot of them were like house. Um, and so, yeah, I wanted to make a track honoring that it's got the same, you know, techniques that I use where you just like flood the the space with. Re, uh, reverb and, and delay and stuff like that to just create an intoxicating um, s- space in the mind, if that makes sense. Um, also very Witch House inspired. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not <coughs> much to even say about that track other than, like, I just like the way that it sounds like. It's a good dance track. It doesn't have, yeah, it doesn't have a particular meaning. It's just like, it's just creating the experience. You know what I'm saying? Not everything has to have like a meaning for mm-hmm. me, I guess. Um, that's why I have like, like, I guess we're about to go into enhanced that, the interrog- instrumental. Yeah, enhanced interrogation yeah. is uh, completely stripped down that's it's really like stripped down and raw it's just that drone with the with the drums behind it yeah um yeah i mean yeah let's we can talk about that one that one feels Um, like really cyberpunk almost like it's a uh like for a stealth mission in a ps2 game that like never came to america you know it's that one's yeah yeah it's really simplistic but it 100 percent puts me in a place and like that place is crawling through an air vent uh in a scary base run by cyborgs with gas masks you know yeah 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 uh i've had somebody tell me it's very christopher nolan yeah and, uh, yeah i went i went and watched tenet like like a month ago and i was like oh yeah i can totally hear that um but yeah that song uh I mean, it's called Enhanced Interrogation, which is like something that like a, a phrase that was used by the United States to uh, avoid the word torture. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Enhanced Interrogation just kind of means torture. And that's why there's a lot of squeals. And, um, you know, it's just supposed to be unsettling and the best way for something to be unsettling is for it to uh, surprise mm-hmm. you, surprise you 
in a way you weren't expecting. And yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. It's just like this tribal, almost like heartbeat type bass. And then these squeals over the top of them of distortion. There's a decent amount of like American military imagery on here now. You got that. The the cover is a black and white, almost like a screen print of the, yeah. the pentagram with the word voodoo over it. And you have enhanced interrogation yeah. and then the song All American. It even like I-85 North that all like kind of fits into this uh uh yeah american secret service um vibe that goes through a lot of the imagery in the album yeah i think it's just um it's less of like like towards the government it's just like america as a whole from a different Mm -hmm. perspective because like i said i i live in alabama i've grown up in Alabama and very very American very fucking pro-America um and you know I've had a different perspective than others I would say in the scene um especially being an immigrant like I'm not I wasn't born in America and so yeah I wanted to just showcase my personal experience and my perspective of of what america is and and not just like um like towards the government yeah. or the cia so okay so y- you're you're using yeah. that kind of imagery to like say like i'm talking about america right here but it's about american culture as, a, as a, in america as a country as a whole as opposed to one specific element of it yeah the american experience as a whole I was just going to say, like, where are you from, if you don't mind me asking? In Alabama? No, I mean, like, you said you're an immigrant. Oh, yeah, I was born in Australia. In Australia? Oh, shit, yeah, damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sydney, Australia. Uh, how old were you when you moved here? I was four years old. So, okay, like I said, so like, I grew up in Alabama. You grew Alabama up in Alabama. In most of my cognitive life. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, when you when you are an immigrant or you're the product of immigration, like my dad's from uh, from Lebanon, he immigrated here when he was like sixteen. Uh, mm. Your perspective on the country kind of changes a little bit as a, if as opposed to if you were like homegrown and bred in America with yeah. like. And my he came here when he was a teenager, so he was pretty Americanized when I was born. But like you still have, I still had like Arabic being spoken in the house, and there like that that uh, yeah yeah a, a culture that was not solely of here. I think changed yeah. my perspective from like some people who were American American, you know. Yeah, and yeah, not only that, but I'm also mixed. Uh, my mom is Jamaican and my dad is Australian mm-hmm. and that <clears throat> like having both of those worlds colliding in my household living in Alabama where that was like exotic <laughs> if, that, like, <laughs> if that makes sense like you're just like from a different fucking planet um 
Are, are there like fewer immigrants where you're from than around here? Uh, it's, I mean, no, there's like, I'm not really, I don't know that much about there's... Alabama. Yeah, it's, well, that's good. Cause I want to get into it. <laughs> like, um, there are a lot of different cultures where I live. It's just predominantly Southern, uh, old money, white. Um, yeah that's the stereotype when it comes to alabama pretty much yeah um i also live in a college town too so that kind of changes things uh yeah that kind of like i there are definitely like poorer parts of alabama but i feel like um when it comes to the majority of people here they're they are richer and I kind of, that's another thing is I didn't grow up very rich. Mm-hmm. And so like all of this is my uh, experience from the perspective of being in America, but not feeling like an American, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Uh, just feeling like an alien to people. So yeah, that's kind of what I was like all of this is just my personal experience too. You know what I'm saying? It's not like to comment on any sort of like social or political, you know, stance or whatever. It's just like me describing what I go through. You know what I'm saying? What my life is like. But um, I think there was something I wanted to say. Oh, shit. I can't remember. If it comes back to you, feel free to, like, blurt it out. I bet. Nah, yeah, I mean, we can just... All know. right. Uh, I guess we're moving on to another one of the singles now. Blood Sugar. It's got that sweet leaf sample at the very beginning. This one's slower. This one's a slow track. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to switch up the, you know, the energy a little bit after after that psychological torture. <laughs> yep. Um... <laughs> I love this. Okay, I think I said Jihad was my favorite track, but I think this is my favorite track just because of how intimate it feels to me. Um, uh, like I said, like talking about voodoo, it's very stripped down. Everything is supposed to be absorbed as you listen. Everything is, you know, all the sounds, the different sounds are you know being honored like i said well what it's describing is my experience with love and um i think it can kind of be gathered uh from like all my songs that i haven't had a very good experience with love um you know my parents divorce when i was a teenager um i've had a few relationships that have not been good for me and um that's kind of what i was going into is just like how love can be so compelling uh yet be the fucking worst thing Mm -hmm. to ever happen to you um uh and yeah, I, I wanted the, the sounds to match that just like something kind of 
sexy if, if I no i hear it term, yeah but also just kind of disturbing and and eerie um and yeah like and then it goes into this beautiful solo that you know i i recorded it's all just supposed to be this um i call it a psychosexual mm-hmm. experience and i'm gonna leave it at that <laughs> all right so you get a bit more uh hip hoppy again with tribeca which which is like you got that that mm-hmm. kind of hyper pop chipmunk filter on it's a bit more traditional of a beat again still very dark still very mm-hmm. sound i don't know if you want to just like go into what you were what you were thinking on that one you seem to have a lot to say about everything <laughs> i'm like trying yeah, to describe yeah, yeah. it and i feel like i should let you do, yeah, the, okay. do the describing <laughs> no well i'd also i would love to hear your thoughts like because you were spot on with a, a lot of the uh i guess observations that you're making but um yeah so this song is describing my experience with addiction specifically to like uppers i guess like i think uh i so i i had this job as a chef and uh for those who have ever been like a line cook or a chef you will probably understand what I'm talking about when everybody there is fucking coked up. Uh, you kind of have to be to, um, well, I guess, uh, so the restaurant that I was working at was like high end and there was a lot of demand. There's a lot of orders. It's constantly nine hours straight, no breaks, always on your feet, always running around. And so, that's kind of how I got roped into doing that stuff. And luckily I am out of that now. Um, But yeah, I'm just describing the feeling of things like what, like what Adderall and, and Coke did to my brain kind of. That's why I like use like the different, vocal pitches and and stuff like that it's supposed to be very disorienting um you know when it cuts off at the i gotta get high like it's highlighting like how the high is the only thing that you're focusing on i guess you could say um and then also like the lyrics kind of going back to like my experience with love is like I'm talking about, uh, you know, not not any girl in particular, but like a girl, and how like addiction to that feeling, like both feelings of like love and and feeling excited. I don't know how to explain this. It's so difficult, but um, yeah, that's what I was kind of trying to showcase. And that that song is supposed to be more of a a a pop. Uh, it's it's like a alternative song as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's it's definitely like yeah. Out out of all the tracks on the album we've talked about so far, I think that one's like 
the the, the closest one to a and it's not it's 100 not there but it's like the closest one to a, a straight rap song uh I, I feel yeah. like this is like the one that you could show to like definitely yeah. someone who only listens to alternative hip-hop and they'd be like intrigued by it you know yeah 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 i see that yeah um yeah that's kind of like what i was aiming for as well is like all the different tracks being uh their own little subsection it's almost like you created a new subgenre with every track like Like it's i mean i i think the biggest i the, the more i interview people from uh our specific kind of scene within the internet and the more I, I listen to the music they're putting out, the more I'm like convinced that within alternative music, like genre is dead. Like it's it, if you want to make something new that's like truly exciting, um, yeah, you need to start pulling from everything you like to like make a new sound. I yeah. I kind of think when people say something like every idea has been done before, you're wrong. I uh, I fi- I find that such a lazy like fucking cop out. Co- it's such a cop out, right? Because like, yeah, sure, maybe like the baseline, everything has been done before. I know for a fact that you can. There are combinations of things and like that that haven't been mashed up before. You know, like it. it, it sure, maybe like. Hmm. It's like saying like. Mozart was the best composer, so nobody compose any can compose anything greater than that. Like it reached its peak. Like that's so like uh baseless. Like you don't you're not basing that off anything. Like new things come out every fucking day that like intrigue me more and more. Um Yeah. And that's kind of like the the inspiration for the name of Omnimortem because now I don't speak Latin. So if anybody wants to correct me, uh, they can, but Omni means all and mortem means, means death. So for me, it means the death of everything, like the death of all expectations, the death of, you know, thinking that everything's been done basically. I'm trying to like develop my full take on this because I feel like this is kind of a new because like I, I, I too would be like oh there's no new ideas like nobody's everything's been done before but like it, great artists steal like if you talk to any artist they're going to tell you that like every bit of what they make is inspired by or like just taken from something else a lot of like what's considered some of the best music of all time uh, has bits and pieces of it that are like straight up ripoffs of something that's already been created but -hmm. at the end of the day they they took that and made something completely new with it so it's not i'm kind of i'm kind of guilty of the same thing like i mean i i don't steal from artists but like when i hear something that i like or like i sample i make sure to make it known that that is exactly what i'm referencing Kind of like with the um, like with the Charles Manson sample or the quote 
uh, from Coldplay at the beginning, or the the Sweet Leaf like, sample, like it's undeniable yeah. what you're pulling from. Like if if you've heard exactly, uh, like Sweet Leaf before, like you know those coughs. You're not nobody's being like, yeah. Like the yeah. So the coughs. The reason why I put the coughs at the beginning is because that track is kind of like doomy. It's kind of like doom metal kind of yeah you know homage i guess you could say and when i do find inspiration like heavy inspiration from other things i make sure to uh pay that homage there you go there there you go right there like a lot of people who are into doom metal when they want to make when they want to like make music they then will make doom metal but you're into doom metal and you took that and you made like a witch house track with that doom metal um yeah, influence exactly and like that along with the other shit that you're pulling from you created a combination that has never been done it, it, it might sound like something else but it, it's exactly, it's yeah. but it's new that's that's something new like you what you're what you're pulling you're pulling from a high enough variety that like there's a one in fucking 18 trillion chance that anybody's gonna put that rubik's cube together like the exact same way yeah. you did and i think um you know all music is equal but when it comes to you know the attention aspect or just like you know there's some bands that are amazing that have like a hundred listeners on spotify uh yeah i think when it comes to like wanting to achieve greatness you have to have that mindset of like okay I have this inspiration right here, but I'm not going to just completely make a flat-out doom metal track. What if doom metal sounded like electronic fucking witch house? Like, that's that's where you start to break down the barriers and really achieve something new and and, yeah, achieve greatness, I guess you could say. All right, uh, we can go on to All American now if you're ready. Yes. That one's kind of that one's a little grungy. Yeah, um, that song is. I, I'll I'll start explaining it with a with a story. So I used to live in Indianapolis for a bit. I, I lived there for about a year, and mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of homelessness, and a lot of the homelessness was like veterans for whatever reason and um you know sometimes i would go out and you know give some clothes to some of them or give money to some of them and uh, i had this one guy uh t- like talk to me uh about how like his experience and um and how like it's been, it, it it had been like his fifth winter in in that city and Indianapolis is in the Midwest it gets down to like five it gets degrees cold. It, well yeah when I was there it like it got down to like five degrees and I could not help but think like is this guy good you know what I'm saying but yeah um, kind of going back to how we were talking about America. I think this is what I wanted to go into, but the, I think for, for immigrants or for 
anybody that isn't sort of in the upper echelon of like of Americans like we are told that there's this American dream you know what I'm saying like anything can be achieved mm -hmm. uh when you come to America or living in America and I just feel like it's it's so misleading you know what I'm saying um because a majority of the United States is you know even like even more now becoming impoverished and and homeless and addicted to drugs and 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 dying yeah and it's it's so um you know like it, it you have to be real with yourself for lack of a better term like you have to be mm. real with with what you're experiencing and uh, like all american is basically just like um you know you know how people say like oh this is all american all american beef or all american fucking yeah whatever. yeah yeah it's like it's like all american is is used as a uh a positive like is... den uh denoter most of the yeah. time but like there's a there's some other shit that's pretty that's pretty all american that we don't call all american you know yeah you could call it you could call mass shootings all american you could call fucking exactly bro that's wealth inequality all american those are very american things but uh we, yeah. would, we wouldn't call them all american because normally all american is a is a positive denoter thank you you said it beautifully thank you thank that's you exactly i appreciate that's that. exactly what i was going for and so yeah uh the thing i think oh my god i keep saying this about every track but <laughs> i was about to say i think this is my favorite but um they're all your babies you can't yeah. pick one <laughs> i know right jeez but um yeah i uh i have this sample uh it's super disorienting at the beginning and it's whitney houston um giving her acceptance speech at i believe the bet awards mm -hmm. uh and she was super cracked out super cracked out uh i gotta send you the video but she was just like super erratic and um me me being an artist that was kind of like a quick showcase of like uh my worry for myself getting into this industry of like how i i don't want to be a spectacle a spectacle uh while going through you know like the the shit that everybody goes mm -hmm. through you know what i'm saying like addiction and stuff like that um so yeah that was just like a quick little like i wanted to e like everything to like show like what america is like the entertainment industry and stuff like that but then there's a sample from a movie called out of the furnace uh, it's got Christian Bale and Casey Affleck and Woody Harrelson. You ever seen it? No. Oh, you you should you should totally watch it because it's like I gotta get on that. Basically, uh, basically what I was talking about with like veterans, uh, it's like these two brothers and they're like extremely lower class. Um, get into like, uh, like underground f like fighting and stuff like that. One of the brothers ended up dying whatever spoiler alert but they have this conversation where 
uh, he's like, why don't you just get a normal job? And he's like, like work? Like, I literally went to the Middle East and watched people get fucking murdered and stuff like that. Like, and what has this country done? Like, I'm still here. I'm back in this country and it's almost like a, a different monster, a different, like a whole different thing to overcome and experience. And then the helicopter. That, that sample kind of, that yeah, sample yeah. that you were just talking about, like, I'm glad you gave me the movie it's from because that fucking hit me and like that that felt like a pretty poignant point in the album and like a like a like a very purposeful sample choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 and it's also like it's so funny because that's a movie uh, for for entertainment purposes and stuff like that. It's a blockbuster. It's got Christian Bale in it. Yeah, like it's. I'm it's got just, Batman. I'm peeling. That. I'm trying to peel back the layers. You know what I'm saying? When I'm when I'm, it, nothing that I put on this album should be taken at face value. Nothing, like n- everything should be kind of thought about in in different ways and stuff like that. When I uh, when I hear like a like a Manson quote or like like a like a like a serial killer sample in a song, mm-hmm. most of the time it's it's there solely for shock factor. Yeah, but like when I heard it here, not only do I know that like you're smarter than that, but also like it it was kind of your placement for it wasn't just like at the beginning of a song that was then gonna have some fucking violent riff in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I I find I don't know as I <laughs> I know I run a podcast that like um interviews metal bands and I film a lot of metal bands, but uh and i like a lot of extreme genres but like fucking some of like the the true crime influence that comes in is just a little like brain dead and tasteless at times definitely yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah (laughs) yeah 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 i know what you're talking about i'm saying that you 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 did the right way you you like you were no yeah you wanted the cultural impact of that as opposed to the shock value of it yeah, I was just thinking, like, when you said that, I was just thinking about all the bands that I could think of that I'm like, yeah. Oh, there's plenty that, like, that's who he's talking about. I enjoy, <laughs> you know? Like, there's plenty that I like, yeah, but yeah. it's still just kind of like... There's some that go right off right off the cliff. Right? Yeah, it's some, I don't know, it's like some 4chan or shit, you know? I would have thought it was, like, edgy when I was fucking 16, but, like... Yeah. Yeah, and I hope, um, if this album kind of gets more popular... Yeah. I, I hope that what i chose like stuff like samples Mm -hmm. like that to not be interpreted i want to i want to put that on record nothing is supposed to uh honor violence in any Mm -hmm. way or anything um you know it's not supposed to honor drug use it's not supposed to honor um toxic relationships at all like it's just supposed to shed a light on the experience you know what i'm saying uh there's a uh but, there's a a local band 
uh around here that i've i've taken some photos oh i did a shoot for them what am i talking about i uh there's a you can go and check it out on the bughead channel there's a there's a set from the band troll milk which is like a local kind of blackened crust punk band from around here Mm -hmm. and the uh before one of the songs i forget exactly which one the 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 front man the vocalist comes out and he's like um sometimes people do drugs and it is and that's what this song's about and i think that's like a bit more of a an interesting place to observe topics like that as opposed to like it's Mm -hmm. good or it's bad or anything like that like i think and i think that's what you're kind of trying to say because you have multiple you have multiple experiences with drugs um both negative and positive kind of looked at from a from yeah. an outside perspective in this album yeah yeah you're trying to look at them yeah, with like definitely. some objectivity because like with drugs like it it might sound insensitive to say this but this is like my personal experience there is like no winner or loser with uh, especially like hard drug use like drug use um because let's take like heroin mm-hmm. for an example like there's a big heroin epidemic um so like somebody who's addicted to heroin it can completely ruin their life you know what i'm saying they they might have to go live on the street uh just to you know stay alive afford and, their habit yeah you know yeah afford their habit and but Let's say, like, heroin were to just... All of it were just to fucking disappear. More people would get sick and die. Like, just from not having mm-hmm. it, if that makes sense. Like, that's that's been my uh, observation and experience is, like... And, and it's not the fault of the the user either like i put the fault on uh, big pharma and like the industry where like the easiest way to take care of any ailment is to just give someone my uh, morphine i i got my or, wisdom or teeth whatever, out recently like, and they gave me like uh, maybe a little too much of a pretty weak opiate painkiller just like the, the advil with the codeine in it and the um Mm-hmm. I, I guess the the point that i'm trying to make more is that i was talking to my cousin and they gave and my dad and they both they, both of them got like 40 vicodin for getting their wisdom teeth out and it's like i'm sitting here i i took yeah i maybe like a couple of the fucking painkillers so i could get to sleep and like i i i have like 19 more that i i i'm just gonna have to flush down the toilet or like throw in the cat litter what the fuck is somebody doing with 40 vicodin for a fucking like wisdom teeth removal okay i don't want i don't want to be taken as like a fucking conspiracy theorist but like do you there's a reason for that like do you not think there's a reason for that yeah no, they, they, they get they get paid on the, the the doctors get paid commission there they have like contracts and deals with these drug manufacturers to prescribe a certain amount and they get they get a payout that's like yeah. factual that's that's documented um there's been yeah. legal battles about that but like who has more money to fucking win that you know 
Yeah. And so like yeah, mm-hmm. all of that just plays a part in like in all of this. Um um oh, okay, yeah. I wanted to like talk mm-hmm. about the the helicopters. So like it, during All American <laughs> There's mm-hmm. like a helicopter like kind of going the entire time like mm-hmm. during the um the the sample I guess and like it sounds like it's going to be like this heavy song the bass comes in and whatnot uh but then the helicopter's f- like it sounds like it like flies away basically it's like and then it just flies away and it goes into this almost ballad uh type song uh extremely hypnotic uh talking about my experience in america basically let me think about the lyrics um yeah do you want to know what it's like to live in hell uh sometimes i stay awake for days on end uh sometimes i want to blow off my head schizophrenia is my only friend um my only talent is complaining to myself uh that's what I feel like uh, America promotes the most is like loneliness and isolation. Uh, just discontentedness, loneliness, isolation. Um, you know, everything, everything has a price. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want to be something in this world, you got to make money. And I feel like that's why so many people, especially like Gen Z, I guess, uh, are just kind of struggling to uh, adapt to, I guess, uh, because none of that really fucking matters. Like when it comes to just being a human being and being alive, like nobody chose to be born. You know what I'm saying? Nobody chose to have their you know like Mm -hmm. expectations you know what i mean and so yeah that's kind of what i was highlighting in in that and then i wanted to you know juxtapose that with like a sweet almost melancholic sounding song like something peaceful something relaxing uh if that makes sense like I, i wanted to show the contrast between like the jarring opening and then like this peaceful almost euphoric uh what it ends up being i can't remember what's next oh yeah it's zion zion another one of the singles all right zion feels a bit more like what you were doing with uh voodoo and jihad where it's kind of like a bigger a little bit louder a little bit denser but like hmm it's very like droney. I was kind of bringing the album back up to speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still droney. It's still got you. Kind of got that like grunge guitar melody going. Hell yeah! But it's 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 kind of structured and has that repetition of like a hip hop song. You know, it's it it brings the album yeah. back up to speed and then it like acts as really well as another single. That's why you have it out right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to say you're very perceptive and very intelligent. Thank you. And I really appreciate I it. I admire that. I fucking, I hate, I hate interviews where like the interviewer comes in and is just like, isn't familiar with like the, the scene 
or like the artists that they're mm-hmm. talking about. I think the biggest example I have of that, if you don't mind me talking about this for a second, is like I don't even mm-hmm. think this is a particularly bad interview, but in the uh in the Skull Candy 100 Gex interview, uh they the the band has to explain to the interviewer what Nightcore is. Oh. Yeah. And it's like, I never want to be the guy who's interviewing fucking uh, someone like 100 Gex and not knowing what Nightcore is. Like, you should know that. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's not I like it's not like that. a horrible yeah. interview. It's just like that seems like a cultural touchstone that you should know about if you're if you're yeah. going to act as an authority on this. Well, yeah, it's that's that's why, like, yeah, we have so much of that going on in the industry right now that that's why I, I just wanted to say, like thank you basically you're welcome because you're you're fucking nailing it like everything that i wanted to you know get across with this fucking body of work that i've been working on for like a year and a half you you're fucking nailing it so thank you like i appreciate it i uh i i appreciate the chance to like i i fucking love the album by the way we're not even through all the songs yet but i love the album by the way and uh it's it's Mm. cool to kind of have like some of the holes in my my understanding of it um filled in you know because like yeah, i yeah. i listened to it i i i i think i i got got it but like did i did i like get there was still like shit i don't know you go what i mean like there's still shit in there that like yeah i i, I probably will never fully 100 percent grasp and I, that's you can't what i'll ever fully 100 percent grasp like any piece of art that's kind of innate to it and that's okay yeah yeah well once it comes out like it's like accessible whenever mm-hmm. so like yeah i think the more that you or or anybody listens to it the more that they will understand it um so yeah i'm glad i could fill in the holes though with this this interview i, I love talking about it uh but yeah so zion um that's more of just like <laughs> that's that's more of a song uh that's just supposed to be like ear candy it's not supposed to be anything like uh too deep you know mm, too deep yeah not nothing too deep just something fun uh it's really fun to speed on the highway to I think that's kind of the purpose of it. I think it would like, work good in like a skate video. I like to drive very fast. It's got a good yeah, tempo yeah. for that. It's very just like, for it's like just energy, lines. you know? Yeah. It's just energy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, We should, yo, we should totally, what you were talking about in, in DMs, we should totally get some videos together. I'm, I'm going to come up to uh, the north at some point and we got to. I'm we 100% skate. down. For sure. Because that song, yeah, now that you're saying it, like, that song is very, uh, it's very energetic and very with, with Without very the tempo being mood. too fast, because if you get a little too, little too quick with the tempo, yeah. like, a little too aggressive with the sound, like, if somebody's not hucking every single mm-hmm. clip down, like, ten stairs, it gets a little weird looking. Like, I'd, I'd feel weird using, yeah, yeah. uh, using, like, a grindcore song on chill ledge lines, but that would be perfect for that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 dude. No, that would no. Now that you're saying, I should that, just bro, do that, that anyways. I'm gonna try that. Yeah, yeah. Just, just fucking like discordance. I just yeah, use a full of hell so song sick. to like. 
<laughs> just somebody yeah. doing like some holy like... shit. No, please. please <laughs> On do some slow that. ass so like Boston ledge line skating. <laughs> <laughs> Someone doing like flip in, flip out, yeah. fucking flip trick down the three stair at eggs. God damn. <laughs> yeah. You only ever hear like oh boom God. bap hip hop to that shit. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, not like like nineties, like like people people in a lot of like the a lot of the the ledge oh, guys yeah. in Boston, oh, the yeah, ledge yeah, skaters yeah. in Boston, and uh, love Griselda, like Griselda shit. They love Benny the Butcher. They love West Side Gun, which like me too, but like oh, I'm getting yeah. I'm getting a little. Yeah, I don't. That's interesting. I don't know. I'm kind of tired of hearing boom bap hip hop and skate videos, which like that's so screamo is now is now like the trendy thing to put in your video, which I actually really like, what the fuck? I'm kind of down for. Oh, if you if you start if you go through like I'll send you some shit. I'll show you some shit. If you go through like the cool indie videos right now even like the 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 new guy on the new pro for girl his uh his pro part has a like some scram song like some legit scram songs in there yeah it's i'm i'm i think like some fucking how like diy like emo core Uh is fucking (laughs) gonna have gonna have a if it's if it's popular with skateboarders right now it's gonna be popular with like the underground in general yeah in a, in a year or two yeah yeah definitely i see what you're saying it's it's really interesting though because like it's interesting the the difference uh in in skate cultures like in alabama and and up north because like it's a totally mm-hmm. different experience uh for me here but yeah yeah we can get back into oh sorry. it's a, it's like it's like a different we can talk about skateboarding. I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> um, it's it's like a different it's like a different experience, uh, skating in like in Boston compared to the rest of Massachusetts. Really? Yeah, I I feel like um, if you go a little bit more west or like just further out from Boston, like if you go out to Worcester, which is the second biggest city in Massachusetts, like I feel like the skate scene out there is a bit more to- like tuned into the DIY music and hardcore mm. scene. Whereas in Boston, it's a bit more connected to like the mainstream, like I guess what you consider like the mainstream skate industry, even though like it's Boston. So we're not getting that much attention, but like if you go out to the rest of the state, it feels a bit more, uh, a bit more grassroots. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure that's the same with like most states with like major metropolitan cities in them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure upstate New York has a, a way more grassroots scene over in like Albany than it does than fucking NYC. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. Anyways, now we can get back <laughs> to the album. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything? Do you have anything more to say about Zion? Uh. No, just drive very fast to it. It's fun. Drive very fast. Yeah. Too. Each song uh, has drive a... very fast on I ninety five I eighty five North. Shit, I said I ninety five because that's the fucking that's the fucking highway near me. Oh really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I I eighty five North. Definitely drive that fast to that one. That one's fun. Um. Yeah. So that that song is. Uh, okay. This is funny. This is funny little little fun fact. I love this song. This one, might, this one might be my favorite. Then this will. Uh, oh, really? This will probably surprise you. Um, yeah. So, 
the album was done without that song and mm -hmm. i was listening to the entirety of it and i realized i don't like the flow i need another song <laughs> so i made oh, that shit. song in two fucking hours and then Holy i just like <laughs> yeah i just like i was like fuck it let me just go in i'll make whatever i wanted something like more more lighthearted i wanted like a radio hit type song if that make, makes sense like i had a lot of deep cuts and um you know tribeca was the the most uh kind of socially appealing song in my opinion mm -hmm. before that um and uh, i was like yeah no i just need i just need one more so yeah i cranked that out but yeah that song is you just you got that like that like forlorn guitar at the beginning and yeah. then it gets into like the super techno-y like fucking club siberia sounding beat yeah that shit's I, I like that song a lot it's one yeah. of my favorites i think which song's my like ultimate favorite on the album is gonna change depending on the mood i'm in but yeah. uh i-85 north's a banger yeah so um <laughs> what the fuck so i've been listening to a lot of like three days grace and and um and like uh breaking benjamin like i've been getting oh no dude no i fucking i never i i uh i loved three days grace when i was like in middle school fucking i've always been a breaking benjamin hater that's <laughs> what dude what the fuck come on now dude they're fucking great breaking nah, benjamin well no they're cringy as fuck though it's just like it's just the um <laughs> the era bro it's just like yeah, I'm, gotta, I'm, I'm very, I'm very picky with like my music from that era that I like. If I didn't, yeah. gr if I didn't grow up with it, which I didn't grow up listening to Breaking Benjamin, it's got to yeah. be like really good for me to like it. Like I, yeah. I uh, fucking, uh, we both, we both have talked about this like just in the DMs, but like uh, I feel like Godsmack's kind of of that era, and they're like, yeah, that's a, they're from boston that's like a it's like they got played on boston rock radio a yeah. fuck ton growing up so like despite the fact that like a lot of people say that god back is uh not a good band i like well i mean fucking let's be honest the song here. voodoo dude <laughs> the song voodoo dude kind yeah. of kind of a banger kind of a banger fucking no dude i i love god smack but like i can't I can't deny that they're a little fucking cringe. Oh, that they're right? cringe? <laughs> absolutely, dude. Godspeak yeah. is absolutely cringe. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's kind of like um what's what's the song? Um uh I hate everything about you. Yeah. You know how it opens up with the acoustic? Yeah. It's like do doom down down do doom. I was like, yeah, I wanna I wanna make a riff like that. So I just like sat down with my acoustic guitar, fucking played something catchy, sung over it, uh, and then I wanted it to kind of go into something <clears throat> a little more like 80s goth, if that makes sense. Ah, not goth, but like kind of like The Cure. Yeah. I don't know. Like with, the, with the drums. Yeah. Like the snare especially kind of like sounds like of that era. Um yeah i made it really light on the you know there's not a lot of like low end so that you know when it goes into that uh 
pre-chorus of like, and I know it's not the best that I could do. You know, like it kind of starts to um, transport you out. And then when it drops, when that bass hits, bro, that that's the most like surprising and kind of just like um, exciting part is like it's so empty uh, in the bass area at the beginning. And then when it drops, it's just like it just fucking consumes you with like this extremely hardcore electronic bass, you know, um, kind of almost like almost like uh, EDM ish, like like Skrillex. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not like the chorus doesn't have like it's just kind of repeats um what's going on. And then um yeah, then goes back into the to the next verse. Yeah, that's a that's just a very like um kind of radio hit poppy kind of song that I wanted to I wanted to I wanted a palate cleanser, if that makes sense. Yeah, for like the uh the second to last song yeah um, what is it? and also like the name yeah what is i, I need to know about the name because that, that clearly has some context yeah, so behind it. the yeah so i-85 is like the highway here that takes you up like the the north i yeah. guess uh like it like for me i head towards atlanta and then it goes up from there um and yeah so like this the the entire album has kind of been this experience like this complete experience the the complete domino experience of like what i've been living through since nadir and stuff like that and my lease is up in august and i'm gonna be departing this fucking awful state i'm gonna be going up north and doing what i love so are you still uh you still moving to boston that yeah, well, I'll be I'll be in between like a few different places. Gotcha. Uh and of course traveling a lot, so but yeah, I I'm going to be in Boston uh like staying in Boston Back. for a bit. But um yeah, we got a link. But um yeah, so that's kind of what the the name means is like like the departure from this experience and kind of like on to the next thing. Uh like the next album will probably be a lot different than one what this was. So yeah, that's kind of what it means. All right, uh, what the fuck is a Chauncey serpent? What does that What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. It's it's kind of um. It's kind of like an odd explanation, but yeah, this entire album has kind of been like my my psychedelic Mm -hmm. uh like experience and so the first time i took acid was in new york actually and we were walking around brooklyn and there is a a station that like we were close to that we would have to go to if we wanted to like go anywhere else and it was chauncey street um and so I got on this train and I felt like I was in the stomach so the, of a the serpent. the train is, is, a, is was the Chauncey tra- serpent. 
Yeah, the Chauncey Street Serpent. Where I got on this thing and I felt like I was in this fucking <laughs> like animal. And it was transporting me to a different like uh, like if you ever like done psychedelics you know like you you're kind of spatially unaware like um your object permanence kind of leaves so getting on this train felt like the only thing that existed i also felt like i was on the train for like 400 fucking years uh it was weird um but yeah went and uh went to this club had a great night uh came back and made that track also in about like two hours um and that's just more of me like showcasing my production it's like just another instrumental um and like the sample is from this awesome band called oh shit i think it's the devil's witches but the song yeah the song is called porno witch and it's like a they're like a like a melodic okay. doom band i would say um yeah but that is the song is just kind of like when i go, when i got out of this entire experience of like this acid trip where i was like transported to this fucking crazy you know night uh and sitting down and making it i don't know that's just like it's uh it's like a it's like a portrait of all of that of that entire experience is like i sat down and i made a song that paints what all of that was um it's very you know relaxing at at some points uh you know like the kick kind of booms it's like a uh, I'm trying to think like it's like it sounds like it's coming out of a stadium you know what I'm saying it sounds like it's like booming um but yeah it's just supposed to be this kind of like spiritual uh psychedelic experience it goes like and then it goes into that part where like you know the bass is just kind of crushing you and everything's being chopped up and there's like these screams and whatnot uh I I think it kind of sounds like Arca sometimes. But um yeah, and then it fades out into this sample mm -hmm. from the Exorcist soundtrack. Uh that's also like paying homage to my old Instagram that got taken down. Uh fuck Instagram, fuck Mark Zuckerberg. He's I a lizard man. He's a fucking but, android. Um, Get rid of that guy. Yeah. Yeah, lizard man, bro. Fuck you, bro. And also, you did not win that jujitsu competition, bro. You <laughs> damn, I'm going for the Anyways, throat. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> I got a lot to say about him, but um, yeah, uh, my old Instagram was Exodus Poppy, and it was like a a joke, like how Drake is like Champagne Poppy, and I'm like, I don't know, just like. Uh, thought it was funny. You've got a uh, you've got exorcist vibes as opposed to champagne drinking vibes. Champagne, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, I don't know. Uh, he like. I also like hate that he thinks he's Jamaican. So I was like, Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like <laughs> have a more iconic Instagram name than you. Like, 
Yeah, you you had the champagne poppy, but I'm gonna have like the exorcist poppy. I don't know. I'm like kind of stupid sometimes, but um, yeah, I'm I'm really Jamaican Drake, so yeah. <laughs> also, I am high as fuck right now. Like I'm smoking like while we've been doing this. I don't know if you can tell, so that's kind of why I'm like all over the place. You're good. You've been pretty. But, you've been um, able to explain yourself. Oh, okay, good. I can't like hold a coherent thought right now but um yeah uh yeah it fades out into the exorcist uh like the little like things Mm -hmm. and i felt like that was a great ending to the entirety of like what was just experienced in that like what 35 minutes of music is it 35 minutes I believe so. I believe that's a pretty that's a pretty decent length for an album. How long was uh? Yeah, not too long. long. Like I hate when. Uh, Nadir was like twenty nine minutes actually. It was a lot shorter. Yeah, it's like a perfect length. Not too long, not too short. Yeah, I hate when like people have albums that are like fucking twenty songs long, and you get like a good three out of them. Like I want, I wanted, I definitely wanted quality over quantity for this album. There's like a handful of people who can pull that off, having like a ton of songs yeah. on their album. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. So, Jesus was like a huge inspiration for like like how I wanted to like hold a mindset making like it's this the best album. Kanye album because. It is, in my opinion, um, because like you had all the like Watch the Throne and beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, whatever, and like that put him like at the top, like he was like the king of Hollywood and entertainment, and he could have done anything, but yet he decided to kind of like delve into the underbelly of like the, the rising. Um, you know genres at the time like i i think he was inspired by i think i read somewhere he was inspired by death yes um he got jack donahue for black skinhead uh jack donahue has credits on black skinhead um he that's the guy from salem oh shit okay um yeah yeah one of the members um he got like mm, i can't remember but like yeah, um I wanted to have that kind of like fearlessness because like if I was you know at the at the top of the world, I wouldn't want to make like the safe decision, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I wanted to have that mindset of like how do I uh be fearless and how do I challenge like norms? Cuz I feel like in any uh in any area like you should want to update and challenge things if that makes sense like i think that the underground is i think we talked about this in the last um interview but i think like everything right now is kind of um derivative and uninteresting and like i think people need to have a new mindset like more uh sophisticated than just purely anti everything you know what i'm saying 
um i feel like everything's become so gimmicky now um i don't know so yeah i i wanted to i didn't want to i wanted to be, i wanted to be more sophisticated and more uh tasteful yeah all right uh we've been going for a good while a now is there anything time. else that you you want to say about the album um no i will like i just want people to respect it if you don't like it uh like i respect that so like but i want people to realize like how much effort and how much thought and how much um you know this like how much just my entire being that i've put into this you know what i'm saying so like yeah uh if you like it i love you if you don't like it i love you all right <laughs> check out voodoo when it comes out on what's the date again june 12th june 12th 2023 and uh We'll catch you next time on the Bughead Podcast. Thanks for listening.